1: Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, direct response marketing expert, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit
2: TV show Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Thanks so much for joining us, Kevin. Hey, Seth. Great to be here. Thanks uh, for a big day. we got a special guest, I know, so I'm looking forward to hanging out.
1: We do. Josh Turner, who is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author and the founder and CEO of Linked Selling, he is the leading expert in the world when it comes to growing your business using LinkedIn. And when not being featured in nearly every major media publication, John, Josh spends the rest of his time with his partner, Jess, his son, Eddie, and their dog, Oscar. He also loves a good CrossFit workout, enjoys good wine, and loves collecting curl jam bootlegs. Josh, thanks so much for joining us.
3: It's great to be here, Seth. Thanks for having me.
1: Josh, how did you become the world's leading expert on generating business with LinkedIn?
3: I think it's like a lot of things when people are getting started you just kind of stumble into it. I was an outsourced CFO was kind of what I did at first when I hung out of Shingle and started my business in 2010. I was using LinkedIn to get clients for that business. Fast forward to 2011, some of those clients said, hey, would that LinkedIn stuff maybe work for us? And I said, yeah, I'd do this, this, and this. And they said, oh, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why don't you do it for us? And I said, well, that's not really my thing. I want to stay focused on what I'm doing here. But then when I went and looked for someone that knew how to use LinkedIn for real sales and business development, not just soft, fluffy social media BS, Um, I couldn't find anybody. And so I said, all right, I guess I'll do it for you. And that's when linked selling started and it really just took off. Uh, We kind of had a, a, what, what do they call that? Blue ocean back then when we started linked selling in late 11, 2012 and we've got more competition now, uh, of course. Um, there's more people out there that do what we do. But in many respects, we're the leader. And uh, it's been a fun ride. We've been on the Inc. 5000 three years in a row now, which is really a testament to the power of niching. And uh, I would have never thought, you know, looking back five, six years ago, that we would have created a, you know, a real business with nearly 50 employees out of this LinkedIn thing.
2: Wow. Hey, so, Josh, let me ask you as if, assume I'm a, like a case study, okay? Yeah. Uh, Tell me, because I, I I love, LinkedIn is the professional, you know, way to get leads. And, you know, here I am, the original shark from Shark Tank. And I get people that come in all the time that want to link in to me, okay? Do you recommend I accept everybody, number one? Secondly, what would be the step-by-step process if you were looking at me as a new client? You would go through, so... We've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our podcast here Sure. give them an idea of how would it work.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So your first question, should you connect with everybody? I get tons of requests as well. I have about 2,000 connection requests in my inbox right now that are ones that I'm basically ignoring that are just, I get too many of them to, to really sift through them all, really. But my criteria is, do they send me a personal note? If so, I read that personal note and see what their justification is for reaching out to me. If they don't send a personal note and they're just blindly hitting the connect button, then I just look at their headline really quickly and think, is this person going to be somebody that would be good for me to connect with? Really, my criteria is, do they fit the profile of who my ideal client is? And that's the only reason I usually connect with somebody if they don't include a note. So that's my criteria. And I'm happy to connect with people even if I don't know them because that expands my second degree of connections. The more people you're connected to, the more people that you can get to. Um, so that really expands your, the, the power of what you can do with LinkedIn. So that's kind of how I approach that. And then the second thing of how do we work with a new client? Well, the first thing we do is figure out who is your ideal prospect. Of, a lot of times when we first ask people that question, they give kind of a, a broad generic answer. And we oftentimes find that doing an exercise, we say, well, how about this? Go back and look at the 80-20 of who your very best clients are. And the 20% of your clients that are generating 80% of your results, right? And then let's look at what's the common denominator of those people. Let's go find more people that fit that profile on LinkedIn. Because the way that we use LinkedIn for business development, for generating sales opportunities, is it's more of a sniper rifle approach as opposed to a shotgun approach. We want to get really specific about who we're reaching out to. So that's the first step. And then from there, we design a campaign that's going to resonate with those exact types of people. We'll work a LinkedIn group into the strategy usually. We want to create ways to provide value and put content in front of your prospects that isn't all about you and what you do because they don't care. They care about themselves. And so we create campaigns, we create content that's going to really speak to them and what they care about and what they're worrying about, what keeps them up at night. And by doing that, it keeps you really top of mind in front of them and so after working them through a, a process of really building a lot of this goodwill and value, it's not usually until a couple months into a campaign where we were connected with somebody, we've gotten into our LinkedIn group. We've been sharing some really great stuff with them that we know that they like. And then a couple months down the road, we then reach out to invite them into a conversation. And by that point in time, we've built so much goodwill that uh, the, the percent of people that say yes is very high. So for example, you just go on LinkedIn connect with a bunch of people, message them right away and say, this is what I do. Here's all my products and services. How can I help you? Very few of them will respond favorably. In fact, most of them will regret that they ever connected with you. And this is unfortunately how most people are using LinkedIn. It gives LinkedIn kind of a bad name because we all get this spammy crap in our inbox all the time. But when you take the time to build the relationship and then make an ask a little bit further down the road, we see on average about 21% of prospects work through the process then move to a consultation with you or your sales team.
2: Okay. So my type of cons- person I love to be linked into are entrepreneurs. People sure. looking, take themselves kind of to the next level, looking for – I mean, it's multifunctional. It's inventors, entrepreneurs, business people looking you know, to take themselves to the next level. So I have joined groups before, but I also – How do you handle a situation where, like for me, I get a whole bunch of people coming to me to pitch me stuff, and I just don't have the time to engage with literally hundreds of these people on a regular basis. So is that part of what you provide as a service, kind of like the communications, or do you recommend people handle all their own stuff internally?
3: No, our our clients usually hire us because they want us to take that all off their plate. They don't even want to log into LinkedIn. And so, you know, you you are at a level that's beyond where most people are at in terms of status, celebrity, et cetera. So you're getting a lot of these inbound requests and people throwing deals at you left and right, which is great. So you have a unique situation. Most of our clients don't have it at that level. But once we start working prospects through our process, then they have a lot of people in their inbox who are looking to have a conversation with them. And we take it all the way to the point where somebody agrees to have a phone call and then, then we hand it off to our clients, say, hey, this person's ready to talk. Sometimes our clients want us to actually go as far as scheduling that conversation for them. Okay. So we work with people you know, to meet them where they're at and what makes the most sense for their business. But most yeah. of our clients don't even want to be logging into LinkedIn.
2: Right. So you're, you guys are truly full service at sure. kind of almost at any level. And what size companies do you typically deal with? Uh, it's all
3: across the board because while we do have that more full service program, we also have programs where we just help people get our system set up, and then they manage it on an ongoing basis with training and coaching for our from our team. And those are all the way from people just getting started in their businesses, so literally from less than 100k in annual revenue, just looking to like you know get their business off the ground. That that program is amazing for them. And then, of course, the companies who are the right fit for a more full service program are usually going to be a little bit uh, bigger. They're usually going to be probably minimum half million a year annual revenue. Yeah,
1: gotcha. If Uh, my crystal ball is right, Kevin's going to ask you about a transformational case study talking about a client and where they were before they hired you
3: and where they got to.
2: You beat me to it, Seth. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I queued you up. Well, I could give you two quick ones One on, on each side of that spectrum. One is a great business owner named Luda Drummond, and she serves attorneys and law firms who need more clients. And she was banging her head against the wall, had tried all sorts of other things and was still having to work her day job because she couldn't get her business off the ground. And within a year of joining our training program, the one I just mentioned for smaller businesses, she was able to get to about 300000 a year in income, uh, and, and her boyfriend were both able to quit their jobs go into business full time and really make a serious go of it and they're still growing to this day and credit a lot of that success to being part of our system. On the other end of that spectrum, I worked with a multi-million dollar company, one of our very first clients, Cohen Architectural Woodworking. So multi-million dollar manufacturing business who was looking to break into a new market and trying to get their business to the next level. They have now been a client of ours for the last six or seven years, done nearly thirty million in sales. Uh, directly attributed to the work that we've done for them within LinkedIn. And it's been a complete game changer for them. They're actually not, they're a few hours away from where I live. And I saw them, I was driving on the way to a fishing trip a couple weeks ago and their plant is right next, right on the highway. And they've expanded their building more than double from where they were at when they first started working. So that's a cool one too. Pretty cool.
2: Can you like, when, if you go to somebody's LinkedIn page, can you instantly tell whether they're doing things right or wrong, or how do you approach an
3: analysis? To some extent, yes, but just what's going on in someone's profile is really only the tip of the iceberg. It's what you see public facing. And so sometimes that tip looks terrible and you can say like, oh, this is, you need to do some things differently with your profile. So clearly if this is what your profile looks like, it's all probably messed up. But even if somebody has a really nice profile, just having a really nice profile sitting there, it's a good thing to do, it's not going to get you big results just sitting there. It's what's going on behind the scenes. It's how you're using that to then connect with potential prospects. It you maybe your goals aren't – maybe you don't want to use LinkedIn for prospecting. Maybe you want to use it to develop relationships with JV partners or connect with influencers in your space, whatever it might be. But it's that what's going on behind the scenes. How are you proactively working LinkedIn to generate new business and develop relationships? What kind of messaging are you using? And just really what kind of philosophy are you approaching the system with is really where the the rubber meets the road.
2: So for somebody, you know, getting back to my own situation here again, if I wanted to build my LinkedIn, is I was going after kind
3: of that entrepreneur kind of thing. You know, how big could you go with something? You can have up to 30,000 first degree connections. Okay. So there's a limit there. And you can build a LinkedIn group to any size you want. A LinkedIn company page, you can have any number of followers that you can generate there. So there's, you know, in terms of size, there's a lot that you can do with it. But the most powerful asset that most people are going to want to really look at first is what are they going to do with their first degree connections on LinkedIn? Okay. And so, you know, if if you're not anywhere close to 30,000 yet, then there's a lot of opportunity to build that up. Because what you'll find is that it is a really, really hyper-responsive, Asset. So if you look at your LinkedIn database of 30,000 people, if you build it up to that level versus, let's say, an email list of 30,000 people, there's a a lot more engagement that you can get on LinkedIn, and it's it's really a tremendous asset. There's a lot of ways you can quickly grow it. Uh, Just one example. So, you know, I'm pretty close to that number myself. I put a post out, a, a video out on LinkedIn this morning that already has 782 views, 31 likes, 28 comments. And that was about three hours ago. Nice. Um, it'll pick up probably four or 5,000 or more views over the next couple of days. Many, many, many more comments. So it's, um, that's native video being posted on LinkedIn's feed. And right now that's uh, getting a lot of traction too. So the more followers you have, the more connections you have, the more people see that stuff and it gets to be a so little do, bit.
2: Do you create specific content for LinkedIn then as opposed to Facebook or the other
3: channels? Ideally, in a perfect world, you would because these platforms are all a little bit different in how people consume the content and you know, kind of how you want to approach them. But I know for a lot of us, you know, I'm not going to create a unique video for every place. So oftentimes, I'll create one video and place it in each one, uh, the same video.
1: How do you feel God. about a number of the uh, LinkedIn like, s- marketing software automation tools that are out there that kind of sum in the gray area of whether they're abiding by LinkedIn's terms of service?
3: Yeah, sure. I think that most of them are beyond the gray area, but it's just a matter of if LinkedIn's going to focus on doing anything about it or not. So I don't have a problem with people doing it if they're smart about it. There's different automation tools out there that I think are are probably decent. I've heard good things about them. I also know that for most of the people in our community, those tools oftentimes, because here's the thing, Seth, a few years ago, none of the tools that are on the market now even existed. And there were different ones that ended up getting shut down or went away for some reason. So these tools, none of them are like super well-tested, advanced tools, et cetera. They're kind of, in a, in a sense, like not to speak ill on any of them, but you kind of have to have some proficiency to use them the right way. And if you use them the wrong way, you can get into some trouble by having way too much activity going on your LinkedIn feed, by trying to connect to too many people, by sending messages that are weird to the wrong kinds of people, by viewing too many profiles, that raises flags. And so I think for most of our clients, it's really not necessary. It's not the right way to go. We're looking for quality over quantity. And usually those tools aren't the right way to go about it.
1: Awesome. I know you've got a very special offer you're going to make to our Sharkpreneur listeners and watchers. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so we have, uh, I gave you guys a brief overview of kind of our process and what we do. If you want to go a little bit deeper with that, we have something we call the Rocket Launch Playbook, which is about 30 page uh, workbook with templates, messaging scripts, and really a map of our entire process step by step that you can take and implement on your own. And then also along with that, you get that, which is free. We'll also do a one-on-one call with you to do an overview and strategy around the process and how it worked for you. So I set up a special link for folks, which is linkedselling.com forward slash sharkpreneur for anybody that wants to get that.
2: All right. And that's a free offer.
3: Yeah, that's totally free.
2: Well, I'm,
3: I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you two.
2: No, I mean, because Josh, we do all kinds of stuff, but, I honestly could not. I don't know how many followers I have on the first level. And as we're sitting here talking, I'm saying to myself, I believe it's got to be more powerful listening to what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I muzzle deal with the guy that knows the most yourself. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what you could do taking a look at what I've done, which is I'm sure you're going to find uh, some things that you'll cringe at probably when you, when you take it, take a look, because I mean, look, I have uh, two kids, one's 30 and one's 20, and I kind of let them help me with it. So that doesn't mean, you know, I said it's better than an old entrepreneur like me, but we'll find out here. But I think there could be some magical transformation uh, available here on this podcast. So So look forward to connecting with you afterwards here.
1: That'd be great, man. We'd love to help you with it. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream.